This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, brought to you by the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Event Owl, who's helping clients across the nation elevate virtual, hybrid, and live events. Learn more at eventowl.com. Thanks for joining us and enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Very excited today to have a friend of the chamber, uh, a friend of our family as well, Joy Blomley, who is here with us today to talk all things real estate, which is a very hot topic right now on many fronts. So I know we've got a lot to cover today. But Joy, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you, Sue, for having me. Looking forward to this. Well, this is, uh, I, I think this is going to be very informative, and I think uh, our listeners are going to walk away with information that they thought they might have known. But um, again, with the many hats that you wear, <laughs> second generation real estate in our community, maybe let our listeners know a little bit about you and your background. Absolutely. So Joy Blomley um, moved to Tallahassee in 1972. Um, as Sue mentioned, my mother is was Anna Gallagher. I am a second-generation realtor broker um, with Caldwell Banker Hartung. Been in real estate personally myself for 2000, since 2006, but have grown up around it my whole life. Um, and definitely my heart and love Tallahassee and the community and all that it offers. So, Well, I think uh, we, were, we were talking before we started recording, actually, just trying to get caught up again, uh, real estate. And we're going to focus a lot on residential here, but I think uh, a lot of our listeners have questions they probably are thinking about. I think we'll probably cover a lot of it because you're an expert in the field. I think we, you suggested we break this up into two areas, maybe the, the business trend within the industry and then from the demand and consumer side. So let's just jump in. Okay. Uh, go ahead and maybe uh, identify what you would say is the business trend within the industry and what you're seeing out there. Absolutely. I think every single realtor that's listening to this or going forward that will listen to it, um, the biggest question we get, it doesn't matter where we are in the community, the biggest question we get is, oh, you're in real estate, how's the market? Um, or I heard the supply and demand, or there's not enough listings, and there's so much demand out there, and it is. I cannot express that enough. Um, we do have a huge pinned-up demand right now and a lot of that whether it was due to covid um, whether it was people either working from home or now some of them are coming back into the work field are going back there homeschooling their children at home all different things have kind of gave a source to this demand that we're starting to see with our community um, just in people in general and just how they're going to live their life and what's important to them and their priorities so we are seeing a huge imbalance of that supply and demand so right now we are collectively within our community uh, running anywhere from a 13 to 14 percent decrease in inventory um, and yet we can see an increase in those purchase prices some of you that are listening to me may say oh my gosh I just spent you know six percent over list price of this home and again that goes back to our supply and demand issue um, but as we're seeing those prices increase our people are getting homes for over list price um, it does let you know things are a little bit out of balance that way but real estate is a great market right now um, I mentioned this in 2020 um, we did a little bit of a presentation back then too as well as well as in 2021 and everybody the second question that they ask us all the time in the business is when is it going to bust when is the bubble going to bust, right? And I think it's because for those of us that lived through 2003, 4, and 5, and we went through the Great, we call it the great Depression in real estate, the 2007, 8, and 9, uh, we're just a little bit of that fear factor. 
And um, I'm here to tell you once again, it is not the same. It is not the same. This is totally different. This is driven by a different force and use than what it was in the finance and the banking industry. So we're not going to feel that big, huge dip like everybody's thinking or fearing. Um, but 2021, we are still seeing a tremendous increase. So you'll see some agents and brokers offices running single or double digit increases over last year. Um, but again, how can we keep doing this when you're seeing a 13% decrease in inventory? And what it is is out there's some people are wanting to move but don't know they want to move um, and so the inventory will start to move a little bit quicker that way that's why you're seeing houses go under contract before a sign goes up or anything of that nature um, 2022 um, yes you'll still see at the beginning of the 2022 it'll still be good it won't maybe be as high as what we're dealing with right now um, but you'll still see again that really good balance of that um, business and then maybe towards the end of 2022 it'll slow down a little bit but um, in our town as you know you deal with the fluctuation of um, springtime season fall students coming back and things of that nature and that all kind of affects the ripple effect of the real estate so so has has that trend continued you know everyone the question was when's the best time to put your house up on the market it seems like that Yesterday was probably yeah, the best yesterday. it might be gone. Yesterday, yeah. Our peak season for Tallahassee is that March to September. That's our peak season in real estate for us. Um, and I usually always say go with when the weather changes. So the moment we get that first little warm and it starts to feel warm, people are going out after spring break, they come back and they start thinking about moving around. Um, then when school goes back, kids are going back, I think, August 11th for us here this year. So with that being in mind, you're going to see a little bit of that lull happen. But then again, you're going to see something happen around fourth quarter too as well because businesses keep moving employers and employees. They have to either go back into the workforce or what they're going to do. So it's really important. What's the, what's the time frame as far as um, how long? Uh, oh, 45 days. So our days on market right now have been 45 days. Last year, they were probably 60 to 75 days. So now that number is 45 days on market from the time it goes under contract to closing. Um, and that's a really tight window. You know, you, you acknowledged at the Chamber of Commerce, we obviously are in tune with this. We love working with our Tallahassee Board yeah. of Realtors. It's critical. One of our priority areas uh, within our strategic plan is talent, workforce. And yes. we're seeing a lot of individuals either that are either here already deciding to change positions yeah. or move into the community. What are you seeing as far as individuals moving in from outer markets and the reason they're coming into this marketplace? Um, not as high as a percentage as we thought. So when we get that statistic, we do track that in our local office as well as within the board. So it's probably less than 40% is actually outside people moving to Tallahassee, Florida. Um, we thought that number would be a little bit higher. And again, it depends on the, if you wanna break down certain subdivisions or certain things like that, we get really detailed in the weeds like that. But, um, but we do have certain pockets to where again, what is attractive to those people. Um, believe it or not, some people like the second home. Tallahassee is also considered a second landing place for some people, believe it or not. And I love that about our community. Um, so they like the patio homes where they can kind of just lock it up and know that the neighbors are close by and that they can go to their mountain home um, or a coastal retreat or anything that they want to do. We also still pull a lot from our universities too as well and get through those too. We also have um, the 55 plus community. So I'll have to plug that in. Jason would love me for that. Um, but just trying to make sure that we are becoming more of this city and this town that's starting to serve a lot of different people's needs and not just one or two of our industries that we've done in the past. So. And what are you seeing as a trend in our neighboring counties? Well, if you want land, they're going outward. <laughs> they're going outward. Um, Tallahassee's is hard to find land right now. So Wakulla County and that area is booming right now. 
it is going like gangbusters as much as that route that's coming into the south side of our town um, they have expanded that and that's been really nice so Wakulla has really grown up a lot um, Jefferson County too as well same thing if people are wanting more land a little bit more tracts of land they can get more house for the money as they're going out there and to be honest with you it is what I always share with the realtors when I'm onboarding and training them it is literally one exit up that's all they have to think about. So it's again, with, whether you're heading one exit east or one exit west or a couple exits west as you're going over to Quincy and Gadsden area, it's the same thing. We um, have to recognize that Tallahassee is growing. Um, and I know for us, we're always talking to each other and saying, oh, I got to go all the way over there, you know, the side of town. And that's not how outside people look at it. They're coming from places where they commute an hour to an hour and a half one way. So when they come to our city and our town and they're like, wait a minute, I can get more land over in Jefferson or I can get more house for my money down in Wakulla or whatever they're like and it's only an extra 20 minutes that's nothing to them right. um, so it's always saying get out of your comfort zone and make sure that you understand really what that supply and demand is dictating so well and I think you you had stated that the consumers making uh, a lot of statements or demand mm -hmm. on what they're looking for what have you seen in your experience as far as now and, and I know a lot of this is kind of the livable space the, yeah. the post-covid what are you seeing yeah. as the highest trends I, I talked about that before <laughs> in my last presentation so outside living space has gotten the biggest pull right now um, back in the day and I'm probably gonna date myself on this one so sorry Taylor don't say anything uh, but anyway um, back in the day you know if you had a pool it was literally in ground with a vinyl lining um, and you had the little port inch concrete pad around it and that was good enough um, and that was good today good to go but today these consumers are wanting that outside covered lanai uh, we need to have the outside kitchen we need to have the grill um, an extended yard space to have the dogs you know whether you have 2.5 I call them furry babies uh, whether you have those or whether you have your kids they're realizing that with the COVID that happened um, in our country it was just this living in that one room or areas of space was very taxing on them and now they're realizing for not only their health um, mental also physical but trying to make sure that outside living space is taken in consideration so even in subdivisions that are new construction and building they're having to build that community center they're having to build that community pool or the dog park because this is what the consumers are really requesting um, so the houses are may not be this um, bigger square footages inside as much as an extended living space outside that can supply year-round um, and that's really what we're seeing that's the biggest thing so yeah, and so and as far as the generational purchasing, mm -hmm. you know, you read a lot of articles talking about millennials, the ability and the desire to purchase but can't. What are you seeing as far as a trend and really what do you think will be the changing moment for that to open up that market a little bit more if I, there is availability? Yeah, th that is the key. I think, um, you know, back in the day when we were growing up, you know, buying our first home, it was acceptable for a townhouse or it was acceptable for that smaller grade. Today, these kids, um, because of the stimulation of what they're getting, of you know, like I said before love HGTV or hate HGTV um, it's giving a little bit of an insight to this millennial generation that says this is what I expect and they're wanting the granite and the stainless steel and the engineered wood floored and that's just the expectation um, they're also not coming to the table with a do-it-yourself mentality in other words I can do that myself or fix that electrical outlet or change the light fans that's that's not where they're coming from um, they spend a lot of time in education they spend a lot of time um, in their career and kind of going forward with that so now these first-time home buyers or this millennial generation that we're starting to see come in there they are buying in a higher price point so their price point now is 320 and 340 and they're buying into those but they do have an expectation for that and going forward with it they too want to be in a community that's easy to commute to their needs so whether that is outside restaurants or availability or coffee shops or things of that nature they are definitely a walkabout 
generation. Um, they like to walk around, commute, ride their bikes or things of that nature. They're not so much as a, I got to drive everywhere to go forward with it, but as much as it's just more centrally located, I've come in my home and here as I can get work forward. Um, they do work from home too as well. So office space or that additional bedroom is important to them that they can use as a utility room that can be used, whether it's a living room or an office or something off that they can close off. So they love the flex space too. Um, but the generation that's coming in, this Malone generation is very loud and vocal and they're letting us be heard, they're letting themselves be heard of their needs, which is changing builders too as well, their demand too on, on their floor plans and how they build as us as realtors too as well as working with them and making sure that we're finding that right product. And that's what we're trying to articulate to those sellers that are still thinking about putting their house on the market. Do you have the right product at the right time that fulfills these needs and demands of this generation coming up? So. Well, Joy, you um, you obviously study the industry very, very well and um, constantly. What's your uh, what are you predicting as maybe the future out and and pick the year? I mean, pick it. Is it three years, five years, or is that don't hold me to that? No, but it's interesting because I know you think about it twenty four seven. I do, I do. I, I am. It's always that part of it. You always have to think of things in our industry three to five years in advance, um, and it's just the cycle of the industry. So, thinking forward of three to five years in advance, like I shared with you, I think we're going to see that. Again, that supply and demand is still going to be a little bit out of kilter there. Um, normal, a healthy market for our listeners is a six-month supply right now. That's that's a healthy market. For the majority across our quadrants, areas one through four, as well as in different price points, we have less than one month supply. So that's really telling you where we are and how far it's going to take for us to get there. Um, so three to five years, like I said, I'm still looking to see that adjusting of that supply and demand come into place. Um, so taking forward us into 2023, I think between builders and supplies, yes, I know they're facing their challenges, but the biggest thing going forward, I can't express this enough, and I think this is across every industry, um, is our workforce. Mm -hmm. That That is really going to be the, the, the tug on it. Um, so I can't you know 2023 i would like to say it's going to be a little challenging for us just because again we're going to feel more and more of this pressure of this workforce and this is again across all industries um, i would love to say that real estate is special but we are an industry that has remained essential through all this so we felt it first we felt it when there wasn't enough electricians or plumbers we felt it when we didn't have enough um, home inspectors our general contractors are the lenders or the title i mean we remained essential but you have to be able to service the needs of your community and that get really hard so I feel like the rest of our industry whether you're in the service industry the real estate industry we're going to feel that workforce really tug on us and I feel like that's going to take a little bit of a different role and a different message than when we're t talking about supply and demand you know I can't build the demand if I don't have the workforce to help us out with that so well and I think that's why the chamber is so committed to the talent and workforce yeah. I mean we've talked about uh, how many jobs we're going to need in the coming years and and we stood up talent hub 2030 yeah. uh, so individuals can go to that website and see the positions that are available but most importantly and you've said it is is working with all of the partners in the community yeah to create a pathway for those students that aren't going to go to college and probably shouldn't because they can make a great professional Absolutely. career path on a lot of these trades and, and a lot of these other types of jobs. So we'll continue to be committed to that with our partners. You talked about um, affordable housing, or we need to talk about affordable housing. Yes. 
not only are you um, very versed in the market, but you're also in the policy space. I know this is your passion as well to make a difference. So maybe talk about some of those efforts that are at the legislative level, level but Absolutely. really play an important part. Absolutely. So right now, um, for those listeners, please, 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 um, you can click on either floridarealtors.org or tbrnet.org. Um, go to any one of our websites and take a look. But our passion right now, if you know of any realtor friends around you, you should hear their voice being heard. We are really trying to protect the Sadowski Fund that over repeatedly over the years has been depleted and taken more and more. Um, for those buyers and sellers that may not know exactly what that is, that is the trust fund that we actually set aside. So when you're paying your doc stamps on the deed, that money goes into that to help towards affordable housing programs to help with being able to house the new people that want those first-time homes um, and helping them with down payment assistance and anything that we see. And each year over year um, during our government and the legislative sessions, it just keeps getting depleted and robbed from. Um, growing up, it was whenever one of those things you were allowed to rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, those were already signs that were telling you that there is an issue. So um, the realtors have really banded together. So this is not only our state of Florida, our community in Tallahassee, but we are actually getting everybody to sign a petition to actually go on the ballot for next year so we can actually really make sure our government hears our voice and just knows this is just not acceptable. Um, they need to stop the madness and we need to communicate to the public what's going on because we do have a need and if we don't fix or handle that it's just going to get even worse and escalate. So It is and I, and I think that's the one thing we also hear whether it's workforce or affordable housing. Uh, right. Those terms uh, coincide they, they do. do they do and and it's critical for our future workforce and to make sure that we can keep our communities growing so thanks for your work on that no problem love it any uh, any last comments that you want to give a plug for with regards to our community or the board of realtors or all the hard work that you do no i just i thank you so much for your support this has been great i love the dedication um i know in tallahassee is kind of hard when you're hearing all the different voices and you seem to always make us land on the same hymn book. So I love that. So thank you so much for that. Um, but no, thank you for your partnership and just love being here with you. Thanks, Joy. So thanks. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.